You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So whether I'm speaking to a crowded barroom about the principles of liberty, gushing over my love of Ayn Rand on a panel at Freedom Fest, or speaking to college kids about how the world of media and politics really function, I'm always meeting bright-eyed and bushy-tailed wannabe Hemingways with the potential for the next great American novel or book sitting right in their head. We live in a time where it's easier than ever to write, publish, and promote your book, but knowing how to do so and do so correctly is the biggest obstacle for many new authors. I've consulted for many authors writing everything from memoirs to how-to guides, and not one of them has the same path to success. If you're sitting on a completed manuscript wondering what to do next, or you need some one-on-one guidance on how to complete your book, I'm here to help you write, publish, and succeed. Email me today at the subject line, book, and I'll provide a 15-minute free consultation absolutely free. Oh, I already mentioned it was free. How about that? 15 minutes free. Check out my email in the show notes today and contact me with the subject line book for your free 15-minute private one-on-one author's consultation. And let's get started on your road to success. I'm Spike Cohen. I'm Spike Cohen. I'm Spike Cohen. I'm Spike Cohen. I'm Spike. I'm Spike Cohen. I'm I'm Spike Cohen. I'm I'm Spike Cohen. I'm Spike. I'm Spike Cohen. 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 I'm I'm Spike Cohen. 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 And you are the power. Prepare yourself. You're on the run with Remzo W. Martinez. I went ahead and did what none of you were willing to do because I love you. I watched all 12, 13. I I watched the entirety of the Libertarian Party National Convention on YouTube over the weekend because I hate myself. And um, I, I think I'm a lesser person for it, but you know we're we're gonna start this off. You read the title, you know who's on here. I think I'm Spike. Po- I, I think I'm Spike Cohen, and you're the power, or am I the power and you're? Sp- no, 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 no. You are the power. I'm Spike Cohen. I'm Spike Cohen. No, 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 no. I'm Spike Cohen. You are the power. I am the power. You are the power. I'm Spike Cohen. I'm the only one. So it's basically a a giant Venn diagram. (laughs) On one side is this gigantic circle that says the power. uh, And then there's this tiny little dot and that's Spike Cohen. And they do not interlap. So we are literally the power and you're literally Spike Cohen. Yes, that's correct. You are literally the power. I am literally Spike Cohen. And now you are literally the vice president. 
yes, well, literally the libertarian nominee for vice president, which I'm told is the easiest path to the vice presidency. So I'm pretty excited. Of course. And things got th- things went in a direction that a <laughs> lot of people thought were tame, typically for libertarians. Right. I mean, I, I've seen the last couple um, presidential nominating processes. And I'm, I remember in 2016, we had a brokered convention for both the president and the vice president. I got to say, this was this was tame. It was actually incredibly boring. And that's something that most people can't say about libertarian conventions. And, uh, you know, within literally a day, now everyone in Libertopia and third party politics now knows that you are literally Spike Cohen. How does that yeah. feel? It's pretty incredible, and I and I agree. I mean, I, I, there were some predictions of doom and gloom with our with our nominating contest, and it turned out it actually went fairly straightforward. You know, we we picked our uh, presidential nominee in I believe four ballots, and uh, we picked me uh, for VP uh, in three ballots. So Joe was picked in four ballots, and I was picked in three, and uh, it was pretty straightforward. I, I, I know I believe there were some hijinks after the fact, but I was honestly uh, so busy with. Uh, post-nomination planning, uh, pretty much hitting the ground running as soon as I uh, knew that I had the nomination and starting coordinating with the the Joe campaign uh, and and bringing in elements of Team Supreme to be a part of that. That uh, that you know I, I don't even know what happened after that. Honestly, I haven't been following it, but it went pretty straightforward. And it is it's pretty incredible to go from you know I had somewhat of a profile as you know the uh, the host of my fellow Americans and co-host of Money Waters Media. And the campaigning I had been doing up until that point, completely different from now, you know, being the the actual nominee, the actual level of, uh, you know, not not I guess public persona that I have now is is on a completely different. I guess I'm on the next tier up in terms of. Uh, I, I'm not sure I'm a, a D list celebrity, but I'm like an E list. You're celebrity. in like the Thunderdome of notoriety. <laughs> That's what yes. I call it because within it. That's day, fair. Yeah, like within a day and a half, like all I had to do was go on Libertarian Twitter and every Tom, Dick and asshole out there was pontificating on, you know, how the Libertarians did one thing or another. And uh, we, we can touch on that in a minute. But as somebody that has literally done every function of a campaign from being the unpaid door knocker to being a campaign manager, the one thing that I've never been is a candidate. And, and I'm always curious, when you heard that you got the nomination, what was the first thought going through your mind? Um, the first thought was, oh, wow, it happened. I think like, so I think up until <laughs> this point, I think up until this point, I mean, you have to remember, like I came in as Vermin Supreme's running mate. I always planned to run a serious campaign with the idea that we would use elements of satire to bring people in, to, to bring people into the message and, and to get attention from people who are not even remotely interested in politics and are actually actively avoidant of it. And so that was the point. And it's, it's you know, worked very well. But I, uh, you know, coming in and, you know, my first campaign uh, speech, my, my opening speech, I talked about giving everyone free cheesy bread. And, you know, we were going to go back in time and kill baby Woodrow Wilson and all this stuff. And it was very, you know, there was a, there was the serious message of, you know, the fact that politicians make these endless absurd promises that we all know they're not going to keep, but we still vote for them because, you know, we think that they're worse than the other guy who's making absurd promises that no one's going to keep. So, I mean, that's the, that's the satire behind it. But I guess when you open with that, it's hard to then envision that you end up becoming the actual nominee. And, you know, obviously my, my, performance in the way that I have conducted myself in the way that I have campaigned was always going to pivot more to seriousness with occasional forays into satire to, to get that attention. But the, uh, 
you know, when you start with that, you start, you really kind of wonder like, am I going to be in the position Bill Weld was in four years ago? And, uh, and then especially when things happen, like, you know, Larry Sharp jumping in, you know, when, when, uh, you know, a month ago when Larry Sharp jumped in and I thought, okay, so now I'm competing against like one of, if not the most well-known person in the libertarian party outside of maybe like Gary Johnson, uh, and, 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 and almost universally loved. Um, I thought, okay, well now this is, you know, I'm now in an uphill battle and, and whether I was or not, uh, you know, to continue to do well and, and actually get the nomination, it definitely was a, you know, uh, oh, wow, this really happened. And then from there kind of hitting the ground running, like, okay, well now that I'm the nominee, now that all the, the phone calls to delegates and the door knocking and housing projects and the campus tours and everything else, now that that's all paid off, well, now what, now are we, what are we going to do? And that's what we've been doing. You know, we, in the first, uh, I believe we've already raised close to a hundred thousand dollars and, uh, we've had thousands of volunteers come in. We're actually having to bring, we're having to onboard people to be able to onboard more people. It's it, the, the, the rate of growth within the campaign. That's a good problem to have. It's an incredible problem to have. And we're, so we're building an incredible campaign team and, and, uh, our social media team's already going pretty well. Uh, we're going to be working on viral videos and all sorts of fun stuff with, with a lot of the same people, um, from the team Supreme, uh, side that we're, we're doing the viral video stuff. So in many ways, this is basically phase two of team Supreme, uh, team Jorgensen Cohen. Yeah. I, I, I saw somebody say it was team Joko. Yeah. Team Joko <laughs> in on the in, hashtag in on the Joko. It, oh my gosh. That, that is, that is funny. I mean, within literally minutes of the ticket being solidified, the memes coming out alone <laughs> just showed that, I mean, I, I, I I've seen some pushback because you can never have a hundred percent of a happy you know party but no of course this is probably the most least controversial ticket i've seen since i've been cognizant of what's going on in libertarian politics well that's good to know because it, you know when you see people saying everything the vast majority of the comments have been incredibly supportive and incredibly like excited about what we're going to bring you know this is a unity ticket you know we're 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 pairing a you know someone who's more pragmatic although although her policies are and we can get into that her policies are actually pretty radical her presentation is more you know pragmatic and and traditional but her policies are actually pretty radical and pairing that with me who's just radical all the way around um, is, uh, you know, a, a unity unifying all the different elements within the party and, you know, what a great compromise ticket we have and, and everything else. But, you know, you've got the people on the fringes who are saying, uh, everything from, you know, I like Spike, but I don't like Joe and, uh, you know, Spike Cohen is single-handedly destroying the libertarian party <laughs> and, uh, and every, and, you know, uh, you know, uh, we should have gone with X instead of Joe, or we should have gone with X instead of Spike. Um, but those are definitely in the, in the minority and well, decidedly in the minority, the vast majority of people right now are, um, are, you know, supportive and behind this ticket. And this is growing pain stuff, you know, yeah. no one got 100% of what they wanted. And I think the, the, the pragmatic side, especially where they're used to getting all or almost all of what they want when it comes to the actual top of the ticket nomination for them to have, for them to have someone who is both in presentation and in policy, a radical, I think they're getting used to, you know, having to have made a, a fairly good concession to the, the radicals and the Mises people and the audacious people, which is really what I was. Um, so, you know, I, but I think we're going to come together. I mean, this is just, it's less than a week since we had the, since the nomination happened, uh, we're already starting to see a, a coalescing around us. And, uh, I'm very excited for how this is going to go. Yeah, I mean, my my only concern was that I had never heard of Joe. I didn't know about her until 
like the, uh, one of the debates a few weeks ago. So I, I am I'm impressed and I'm kind of stunned as to how somebody was able to really just kind of come out of nowhere and essentially, you know, clinch the nomination pretty easily. I mean, in the first round ballot, she had like 40%. It, it was pretty yep. crazy. I, I, I feel kind of embarrassed because as somebody that wrote the book, my, my first book, Stay Away from the Libertarians, about the, uh, the history of the modern libertarian movement, I, I never knew that she was Harry Brown's VP. And I'm, I'm a pretty big Harry Brown fan. So I was a bit embarrassed that I didn't know. But at the same time, I mean, I think a lot of people are just relieved that for the first time in almost a decade, we don't have two former Republicans on top of the ticket. No. And in fact, not only do we not have two former Republicans, well, technically I am a former Republican several years ago. I was a, I was a member of the party, but I, I, I get what you're saying. I'm not a Republican elected. Yeah. I'm not, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't jump off a few weeks ago or whatever. Um, but the, um, the, the fun thing about this is that she is not only again, fairly radical in her policies, she's a lifelong libertarian. She's always been a libertarian since, uh, I believe the uh, the eighties, uh, that she became a libertarian. So she has always been a part, not just in the philosophy, but in the party, she has always, she went from being an undecided, you know, independent to a libertarian as a young adult. And, uh, and I've been a libertarian for many years as well. And we're both fairly radical. This was a, a, for, for those who want to have a camp, a, a, a ticket that is principled libertarians who are partisan libertarians. We are not just principled as, you know, small L libertarians, but we are principled to the actual idea of having a libertarian party. This is a, you know, an, a, a fantastic ticket, especially because again, it unites the Prags and the audacious people and the radical people and the Mises people and the, the Waffle House people. And, you know, all of the different camps, I, I did just House add the Waffle House caucus. A very contentious bunch. The Waffle House Caucus, you know, I, I, I try to tell people we're like 500 strong now. We are, and I, I say this as the head, the all-star special of the Waffle House Caucus. We are the fastest growing uh, by percentage caucus uh, in the, uh, in, in the um, Libertarian Party. And then so especially it's when you- and fully loaded. Chunked, fully loaded, and smothered, and covered. Uh, we are here to smother and cover the Libertarian Party and, and leave everyone alone. Um, and that's, you know, that's the- uh, that's the thing, you know, we've united all the factions and we now have a, a, a pretty uh, strong ticket going into the general election. And also what a great opportunity, you know, you've got the imagery here for a lot of people that vote who really don't get into policy. They're looking at it in a very, um, you know, a very, uh, I, I guess, base first impression way of, of looking at things kind of intuitively. You have these two, uh, you know, very old men with credible rape accusations against them who have a history of, you know, using the government to victimize others. And then you have this, you know, woman who is a, 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 a self-accomplished uh, business owner and uh, um, senior lecturer uh, and uh, a psychologist, uh, you know, a doctor, a, a um, uh, she's, you know, she doesn't have credible rape accusations against her. She hasn't used the government to harm anyone. And she, uh, you know, what, what a great contrast uh, for us to, to, to put in front of those two. Yeah. And it's, it's about time we go ahead and address the hairy elephant in the room. This is how you know that things are getting real. Yes. Within literally 24 hours, Nipplegate happened. Oh gosh. Yes. Nipplegate is proof that people will always find something to bitch about, even if it's one of the most out-of-context things ever. 
Right. And when I saw people sharing photos of you shirtless, unless you would like to accuse the, of being somebody else who stole your identity, which you were definitely more- not. No, that was the, those are all the ones I've seen anyway, uh, were all of me. Now, some of the photoshops have gotten extremely creative where suddenly someone else's head is on it, or, you know, my chest has been added to someone else's body in weird situations, but the original photos head over your body. Yeah. Your head over my body, that kind of stuff. That stays but, but, on my screensaver. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've, I've heard some interesting <laughs> stories of what people have done with my pictures. And so I can't, I can't vouch for that, but the original photos are, are definitely all of me. Yes. It, it, it was so funny in, in a way because it's like you expect that stuff to happen, but when you actually see it happen, it's, it's insane. Reason magazine, when they went ahead and wrote their story about who was running, they went ahead and showed the photo of you shirtless on the beach. Um, they could have picked anything. They could they, have picked anything. They chose that one. Then I'm seeing a lot of Beltway libertarians who were frankly hoping that the LP would give a child sacrifice to Justin Amash, who were saying, oh, gosh, this, is, yeah. this is why I'm not part of the LP. It's like, y- you always find reasons not to. Yeah, so most of the people that I'm seeing that are the most upset are people that really like they're not as active in the party and that's everyone has a right to their opinion. And, and the, the, the beauty of what we're doing with our campaign is, well, first of all, let me address, address Nibblegate. I have no, never prior to go ahead. Oh no. I was trying to throw like law and order music, like dun, 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 that bong, bong. Um, the let's address this prior to my going on the Chris and Jesse show, which is like a late night, you know, a comedy podcast for libertarians. I have never campaigned or podcasted shirtless prior to that. And I don't plan on doing so afterwards. So it's very interesting that people that have very little impression of me think that I'm like always topless there. So I did, we did a, a, our first joint interview live uh, on the libertarian party channel. Me and Joe did last night and it was very, very well received. And I was shocked at the dozens of comments from people going, Oh wow, he's wearing a shirt. Thank God. And I'm like, I usually am wearing clothes like this is not, you know, I I don't do interviews topless as a regular thing. What all of that was, what Nipplegate was, was that as soon as I announced, people seized on the fact that my profile picture on my personal profile is of me lying on the beach, which people are typically want to not have a shirt on while they're at the beach. Uh, And so people were mad about that. And they were mad at the picture, my profile picture on my uh, my, uh, my actual campaign page, which, which shows me, uh, helping to raise money for the, uh, for the libertarian party of Georgia. We were actually auctioning off dad bod calendars, which I'm Mr. April, libertarian dadbod.com. If you want to get yours today, only $12. And so we were raising, uh, money for the camp for, for the, for the, uh, state party by, uh, auctioning off signed copies of the calendar. And I was like, Oh, Hey folks here, maybe this will help you do it. And so I, you know, I, I unbuttoned two buttons from my shirt and kind of pull it back or whatever. And people got a kick out of it. We raised hundreds of dollars on these like $12, uh, uh, you know, calendars. And it was, so it was a cool thing. So I put that up as my picture. People are losing their minds. Oh my gosh, his shirt isn't fully buttoned. And so I leaned into it. I, I kind of Lenny Bruce did. I'm like, you know what? This thing is, is absurd. Let's go to the full level of absurdity and have a grown man sitting in a chair with no <laughs> shirt on. And that just to show like, this is what you're angry about. You know, this, of all the things that are happening politically, of all the things that are happening, you know, in LP, you know, party intrigue and, and, and what we're trying to do moving forward. This is what you're angry about. This is what you think is going to make the general electorate hate us is me not wearing a shirt once. 
um, and, and, and wearing a, not wearing a shirt a second time, uh, a year ago when I was at the beach. Um, this is, so it just kind of, it went ahead and, and gave everyone a jolt both to the people. And there's also an element of, there are some people who want me to campaign like vermin now, you know, now to take the vermin mantle and campaign like vermin. And there are others who want me to campaign like Joe. I respect Vermin and Joe greatly. I'm going to be campaigning very close with Vermin and with Joe. Vermin's going to be helping us with the with the with the Joe uh, Jorgensen and Cohen ticket. Uh, but I'm neither of them. I'm Spike Cohen, and you are the power. I'm Spike Cohen, and and I campaign the way that I campaign, which is largely serious with occasional you know hints of satire and edginess to to you know get people's attention. But it is largely serious campaigning, and it, it got me the nomination. And that's how I plan to continue to campaign and get attention, do viral videos and everything else. And so what I did that, I did that as a jolt to everyone, to let the people who want me to who campaign like Vermin know that I'm not going to be selling out when I campaign seriously, because I always planned, planned to campaign seriously. And to show the other folks, the ones who want me to campaign like Joe, that I'm not going to campaign the way exactly they want me to. But now that they'll see me campaigning seriously, now that I have their attention, they'll realize that this is what I'm about. I'm here for a serious effort to get us more votes than we've ever gotten, more attention than we've ever gotten, more positive attention than we've ever gotten, and to grow the liberty movement and the Libertarian Party in ways that we've never seen before. I, I just find it always fascinating how during election cycles, people just suddenly become so puritanical. Like I, I may, maybe it's just me, but like when I think of all the great scandals of the last 20, 30 years, like I'm still shocked that Bill Clinton got impeached for a blowjob. Like presidential infidelity is not a new thing. There were actual <laughs> things you could have impeached them for, but right, 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 right. That, that surprises me. And even when it comes to, you, you know, things like, um, what, what was her name? Katie Hill. She was that Congresswoman from California that got in trouble for, uh, sleeping with with one of her staffers i wasn't upset that her and her husband are into some kinky shit that's them they could do whatever they want they could be public about it right I was, I was upset that she was sleeping with an employee i did not think that she should have stepped down for that and this is somebody who is you know politically the exact opposite of me morally maybe the exact opposite of me and here i am on twitter like this is what we're mad about I know a lot of you complaining about this are into some weird shit that if I brought up, there would be a lot of stuff going out. But I'm not going to say it because that would be impolite. Um, this is just really an example of how people will go ahead and rationalize anything to make controversies out of nothing. Were you kind of anticipating this to happen or was were you kind of caught off guard that of all the things that they were going to take apart, that was it? I think that, well, I gave them the thing to take apart, right? So I, I, here, let's all focus on this absurdity and we can all get it out of our systems and now we can move forward and campaign. There are going to be growing pains because again, no one got 100% of what they wanted. And the even though the Libertarian Party uh, is a, a party that was founded by radicals, it was founded by anarchists and radical minarchists uh, to push the ending of the, the cult of the omnipotent state. And we still say that to, to this day, and our, our platform is very radical. There are a tremendous number of, of, you know, of pragmatists and moderates that are in the party that are, uh, you know, that are, do not want us to, they want us to be on the ground, you know, campaigning and helping and everything else, but they don't want us as the actual candidates. And, you know, they have a right to that opinion, but ultimately the, the radicals came together and, and got a very, the most radical of the prags, which is Joe uh, and me. 
uh, which is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very radical. I, I am an, I, I believe my understanding is I am the first professed anarchist to be running on a president, major presidential ticket. And so, you know, a lot of people aren't going to be happy about that. I am someone who is not against using humor because I recognize that the vast, vast majority of people are, they don't like politics. They're sick of it. The reason that, you know, the daily show and late night TV are the, the main ways people get the news is because they don't like getting the news, you know, in a, in a straight, you know, in a straight non-humorous manner, even the, the regular news adds humorous items to, to keep people's attention. You have to use humor. You have to use some kind of entertainment to keep people's attention. And that's, I do that. I don't come in with a clown nose and go honk, honk, Hey kids, every single time I do something, but there's an element of humor there that I, that I use. And I, I use it at, you know, strategic, artful times and in the appropriate spaces to do so. And so, you know, yes, they're going to find that to focus on. I think also people tend to get inoculated to things. They, they see things and, and, and which was another reason why I did an initial jolt like that, because now, you know, anything else isn't going to look quite as crazy as they might've thought before, because ultimately, and I, I think you're right, there is a, a, a puritanical, uh, a lot of people who become incredibly concerned about what X voter is going to think what what you know older voters are going to think what what rural and suburban voters are going to think those people have senses of humor too those people are not interested in politics too they're not going to immediately be turned off so i think there's a little bit of of over concern about what people can and can't take i think people enjoy being entertained people enjoy getting a, a poignant and and engaging and dynamic way of messaging and you know again there's going to be growing pains it is a it is a, a compromise unity ticket. There are going to be some people that have problems with different aspects of that. There there are people that have problems with stuff Joe has done and, and said, and I've I've worked my best to talk to them about how again this is a a compromise uh, unity ticket to unite the the party. And you know we're not all going to get one hundred percent of what we want, but I think we're going to I think we're going to do really well. I think this may this backlash may have also helped you in one way because the one thing that I did find on Twitter is that you got a lot of support from people that may not have even known what the libertarian no, no party. idea who I was yeah yep. and I'm talking about the free the nipple people oh yeah yeah the, uh, the I've got the free the nipple nipple people I've got uh, a lot of I was very um it was very I did, heartening. I did not know that the free the nipple thing was that big of a deal for some people but they are willing to fight to the death to free the nipple well it's you know and it, it I think it's it's part of a bigger thing about gen, uh well I'm, I'm sure some of them just really want to free the nipple but I think that there's also the nipple it's a big, is important the nipple is extremely important but it's also a gender it's also a, a bodily autonomy thing right like it's it's you know if, if there's this constant stigmatization of the possibility that you might see someone's nipples, like again, in my, in my, uh, uh, my state party page, you don't see any nipple or, or my state, my, my, my actual campaign page. You don't see a nipple. You just see literally me. spike Cohen. You see two buttons down. That's it. <laughs> like this is, this is what people are seeing. And so this isn't even free the nipple. This is free the chest hair. <laughs> like this, because I do believe that's part of it. I do think there's some chest hair shaming. I, I don't want to. I don't want to say for certain that's it, but I, I would be curious. I would be curious of an alternate timeline where there's I had a lot you of know, chest hair insecurity. There's a lot of chest hair derangement syndrome out there, and uh, and it precedes me. I certainly didn't start it, but I, you know, all, all this to say that I think that a lot of people who are do not present exactly the same way as everyone else, or as as the way that most people do are seeing that even though I typically do dress more traditionally, even though I do typically present more traditionally, and sometimes I just act a little silly, 
I think that they're feeling somewhat represented among a bunch of people who are so concerned with what, you know, you know, uh, some uh, 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 hypothetical person that lives in Peoria is going to, you know, is going to perceive all of this is, you know, I think they're happy to see that someone's actually saying, you know what, it's not a bad thing if I've occasionally unbuttoned my shirt. Especially when, down. especially when you show the context of it. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it, it's ridiculous. But moving on to brighter, more shirtful things, if that's a word. <laughs> now, now since... I'm, on to more shirtful things. On to more shirtful things. Hashtag shirtful. Folks, let's make a trend. Yeah, let's um, definitely do that one. <laughs> on, to be, on to more shirtful things. I like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make that a thing in, the, in the, the Joe Cohen Facebook group. I think that's great. Hashtag Joko, hashtag shirtful. Um, hashtag shirtful. Oh, wow. See, folks, magical things happen. Um, oh, yeah. Now, since you're in full general election mode, mm-hmm. what are the things that you see as challenges and what are the things that you're actually excited to do now since you really get to just you know head straight forward towards November? Right. So our biggest challenge is also what's the great equalizer, which is that because of the nature of things where in most places, everything is still, everything is still shut down and we don't know exactly, or I shouldn't say everything is shut down, but large gatherings are shut down. So like there is some question as to how many of these things that we would typically go to gun rights, rallies, pride parades, freedom fest, pork fest, these things right now are scheduled to happen, but if things change, they may not be happening. Uh, you know, doing, going to large parades and rallies and stuff and doing retail politicking there. Uh, and of course we always have the challenge that corporate media wants to do as little covering of, of us as possible, which again is why it's helpful to do things that grab attention to, to kind of force them to pay attention to us. That was, you know, has been what Vermin has been an expert at, uh, and what we're continuing to do moving forward. Um, but in another way, it's been very, it's, it's, it's quite a, it's actually helpful to us because whereas in the past, you know, Joe Biden could go fill up a stadium with AstroTurf and, and have, you know, 50 or hundred people behind him so that when you're watching him on TV, you're seeing all these people behind him and getting these sort of, you know, subliminal cues about inevitability and popularity that all these people love Joe, you know, they're all wearing Joe stuff. And, you know, all these people love Joe, Joe Biden, all these people love Donald Trump. Why don't you, why aren't you voting for them? Uh, you know, that's all gone now. Uh, like I like to say, we're all just a bunch of schmucks in front of our webcams right now. And, um, you know, the beauty of that is that they're schmucks in front of their webcams with terrible ideas who have to explain the dystopian nightmare scenario they've created for all of us. We're in front of our webcams explaining how they did that and putting them on the defensive. And, you know, we have the best ideas. We have ideas for how to make sure something like this never happens again, or at least not to the extent that it has. Now, our challenge is actually getting out in front of people. But again, the beauty of that is that things have really been equalized. We can do viral marketing. We can do stuff that gets people's attention. We can do stuff that earns us that kind of media so that we get on, you know, the bigger podcasts like Joe Rogan, so that we get on, you know, major, uh, you know, like Fox business and, and CNN and MSNBC and meet the press and all that stuff by, by, by utilizing, um, a, a, a viral, uh, viral, you know, a, a, a marketing that is e- with a gear towards, uh, with an eye towards viral marketing. And uh, the beauty of that is that it also is, you know, once we get that attention, it's actually cheaper to, to implement because, you know, we don't have to go anywhere. Every, every, we're, everyone's doing things remotely anyway. So in, in many, many ways, 
Um, the, uh, the way that we campaign, it's always going to be challenging. They're always going to do everything they can to try to keep us out of debates and everything else. But we have a, a, a tremendous amount of opportunity to harness the kinds of things that we have been using up until now to get our name out there and to get word out there. And we have, there's so much stuff I can't even tell you about yet that's coming down the pike. Um, so much stuff, so many viral things that are coming out. The kind of videos, anyone that was following uh, the last couple weeks of the Vermin campaign, really the last month of the Vermin Spike campaign, and seeing some of the viral marketing that was coming out, the viral videos that were coming out, we've got stuff coming out from that same team uh, that is going to blow people away. It is going to be amazing, amazing stuff that's going to get a tremendous amount of attention. We are going to get way more attention and it's going to be positive attention, attention that is on our narrative. It's not going to be attention because, you know, the last guy who was in the same place that I am uh, took every opportunity he could and used every Beltway DC media connection he could to vouch for Hillary Clinton. Uh, it's going to be that the attention we're going to get is because we're controlling the narrative with viral marketing. And I, I truly believe that you're in a very unique position to do this because you were doing this before you even started campaigning. The one thing that I saw, I, I don't know, I don't know which outlet had this, but somebody was like, uh, activist and uh, podcaster Spike Cohen is mm -hmm. the Libertarian Party pres vice presidential nominee. I that the way that they phrase that itself, it's almost like they put podcasting in a negative light. Oh, of course, yeah, and yeah. That yeah. That, per that personally bothered the shit out of me. Because I'm but, like, well, wait a second. What we're right now, Joe Rogan is sitting on a hundred million dollars a year because he started a Google Hangout like a decade ago, getting high with his friends, and yep. now he is essentially the mainstream media. Yep. But and and it's and it's uh, you know we, it's talking about podcasting. Joe Biden is primarily uh, campaigning by podcast, and everyone is primarily campaigning by podcast. Who better in that environment that we're in right now? A, you know, the era of Zoom and Skype and, you know, Google Hangouts and, you know, podcasts, who better to be campaigning on the Libertarian Party ticket than someone with years of experience doing live podcasts and who has a team behind him that does viral marketing? Uh, this is the way this this is the way that the, the LP is going to get more attention than we ever could have in this situation or any other, you know, it, and, and as things open up, we will certainly be doing more in-person stuff and leveraging that for media attention as well. But the bottom line is that we already know that the facts are on our side. We know that the philosophy and the morality of things are on our side. Now the conditions for marketing are way more on our side than they've ever been. Obviously, those who have, you know, the, the endless, you know, hundreds of millions of corporate dollars and donations and those who, who control the, the, the media, the corporate stooge crony media for the Republicrats, they obviously have the advantage and, and, and always will until we have a real seat at the table. But it is far more... Uh, of a friendly set of conditions than it has been in previous cycles. We can leverage, everyone is online right now, and we can leverage that and get way more attention than they can because their, our messaging is pitch perfect. Their messaging is garbage. And, and it, it will, all of the inevitability and all of the pretense of them having so much more popularity is all stripped away when they're just making HD videos and we're making HD videos and our HD videos are better than their HD videos. 
Absolutely. So, Spike, I actually think this is the perfect place to do a proper send off. Now, since things are getting real, we're going to have to do a portrait of Spike Cohen part three after the election when you and Team Joko have completely turned the White House into a Waffle House. This is going to be fun. <laughs> I'm excited to see it. Um, you know, we, we, we've talked about this privately and publicly. I, I vote Republican more often than not. But I as somebody who is a commentator and my opinion ultimately doesn't matter. I'm excited to actually get to vote for you guys in Virginia. Thank you, man. I, I that will, means I a lot to me. Say that right now because I don't want any if ands or buts about it. I'm excited to do that because what you're doing is you're putting a firmly unequivocal libertarian platform out there. And I I, I never see myself in other candidates. I see myself in what you're doing. With Thank the you. humor and with the seriousness and with the gusto of it all, I am standing shirtless with you, Spike. So if anyone wants to know about anything that you're doing, keep up with the campaign, support you. How could they do so? Uh, the best thing you can do right now, share our content and uh, go to uh, joj2020.com and press that donate button. If you can donate, uh, share our content. If you're not able to donate, share the link with others if, if they want to or if they want to share it. Uh, share our social media posts on uh uh, Facebook on on Facebook, it's uh, Joe Jorgensen for president and Spike Cohen, your next VP on Twitter. It is at real Spike Cohen and uh, Joe's. She just changed it. It's uh, at Jorgensen for the number four POTUS P O P O T U S. Um, we are also uh, on YouTube. Joe Jorgensen on YouTube. Um, we are starting a, a, a vice president spike TikTok uh, that's going to be up soon. Um, we are going to be, and I'll, I'll be doing a lot of uh, viral campaigning with with Vermin on uh, on TikTok and on Twitter and and the other platforms as well. Uh, but just be sure if you can, if you uh, if you're able to donate, we would appreciate your donation. Joj2020.com. Uh, if you would like to be a volunteer, if you'd like to sign up to volunteer and help, uh, be sure to join. Uh, there's a, a page on there for uh, to sign up to volunteer. And, uh, you can, you can sign up there. Um, go on to, if you're on Facebook, whatever, whatever social media you're on, look for anything, you know, Joe Jorgensen and Spike Cohen related and join it and, and get involved in the conversation and, you know, and helping promote us on social media. This is going to be a social media heavy campaign season because of the nature of things. Um, so any help that you can give on social media, that will be great. We will soon have branded merchandise, uh, shirts, hats, uh, signs and all sorts of stuff have some fun stuff on there, uh, some fun spike stuff on there as well. Uh, that'll be coming out soon. So, so you know, stick around and, and stay, stay tuned to us. And uh, we, uh, we would appreciate your, your donations, your volunteering, and just your good. Another great thing you can do, tell your friends and neighbors about why you're supporting us. Go to, go to our page, joj2020.com, read our platform. If it resonates with you, go and talk to your friends and neighbors about you know, why, why you support us. That, that is probably the most powerful thing you can do is us winning hearts and minds on a, on a you know, broad hat, broadcast viral scale uh, person to person. And uh, you know, I just appreciate your support. I, I appreciate you, Remzo. I look forward to interviewing you from the Admiral's house after we win the election uh, and uh, appointing you uh, to something. What do you want to be appointed to? Oh, wow. You put me on the spot. <laughs> I think so. Give it some time. You I have a few a, months. I think a Supreme Court justice spot would be nice. I, I don't think Ginsburg's going to be, you know, hanging around much longer. Knock on. I mean, one. yeah, I mean, listen, you have you have a few months to figure it out. And we'll, 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 <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll iron something out. We'll iron out some kind of uh, some kind of compromise uh, promotion for you. But no, we uh, we very much appreciate everyone's support. And uh, 
I hope to see everyone out there uh, campaign, helping us campaign on the, uh, on the internet together. And, uh, and I thank you for your time for listening. Absolutely. Folks, see Republicans? You should have said nice things about my book. You see what, you see what that could have gotten you, <laughs> bastards? Anyway, shirtful thinking, folks. Let's get hashtag shirtful. Shirtful treatment. thinking. Um, as always, you can go ahead and find me anywhere in Al Gore's amazing internet. Hashtag, hey, I'm sorry, at hey Remso, H-E-Y-R-E-M-S-O. You can find me on the Parlor app, just at Remso. If you see Remso 2 pop up, call that person a loser. And as always, listening to On The Run. Take care and good night. shows and more from the We Are Libertarians network at wearelibertarians.com.